Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Jay, I have got some surprises for you today. I love surprises. Good, because this is a good surprise. (laughs) I have managed to find some unaired footage. What? From 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. And I would make it sound like it was some big secret about how I got it, but the truth is I follow them all on Instagram now, and I was able to find stuff on their Instagram accounts. Really? That the show didn't use. Oh my gosh, so good. Oh man. Welcome to the Reality Bites podcast. It is Megan and Jay. Jay, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. What did you do? A lot of yard work. I tell you what, we lead some exciting lives. Yes, it was very exciting. I gave my golden retriever a bath. And uh, I watched some documentary about these girls who went down to, to South America to do ayahuasca. Do you know what that is? It sounds like a yoga type thing. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I want to know what happens when you do it. So it's basically like a tea, and it's made from all of these plants that you find in South America, and it's used for like spiritual and religious purposes by all the Amazonian tribes. And you can't just buy it in a store or anything. You go to a shaman who leads these like ayahuasca ceremonies. And from what I've heard, it makes you violently sick. I'm talking, people say it's the most painful thing physically they've ever been through in their lives. And some people say that it cures them of incurable illnesses and diseases. Some people claim that it can help with healing when it comes to emotional trauma. Hmm. And so these two girls make a documentary. One of them has cystic fibrosis and she wants to go down to South America and do ayahuasca. So I was, I watched this entire documentary because I just wanted to see what happens. They show everything up until where they drink the stuff and then they, she turns the camera off anyways. I don't know why I just told you that. (laughs) So you can't do ayahuasca like in the States or? I don't think so. I don't think the ingredients that go into ayahuasca are FDA approved. I don't think you could find them here in the U.S. But yeah, I don't know why I wanted to watch people violently throw up. But I I guess I was just more curious, like, how bad is it really? And that is the part that the documentary did not show. Uh, All right. So 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days, episode three in its entirety aired last night. We had already seen part one of it. Mm -hmm. Part two was what I was waiting for. Because this is where we're going to see two more couples meet their online love interests. And we've already seen Rebecca and Zied meet in real life. But part two of episode three, we're getting Avery and Omar's first meeting. Darcy and Tom. And we're getting Darcy and Tom. Jay, who do you want to start with? I would like to start with... Avery and Omar. Oh, how sweet was their little meeting? I have to say, those were some nice flowers. Like, I've seen people bring nice flowers to occasions and events and uh, greeting somebody. Omar found some really nice flowers. Now, where we left off at the end of part one of episode three, Avery has lost her phone. She is leaving Ohio. She is on her flight. She and her mom are flying to Istanbul, where they have to get a connecting flight to Beirut, Lebanon. To answer everyone's question, no, Avery never found her phone. After the episode last night, 
as I am reading through everyone's Instagram and the tweets and people reacting to the episode, somebody said, Avery, did you ever find your phone? She responded and said, no, she never did. Mm. However, Avery and her mom, still on their flight, still on the way, they land in Beirut. The airline has lost their luggage. (laughs) What else could go wrong, right? What else could go wrong? Avery doesn't have her cell phone. Now they have no bags. Sure enough, though, they get to the airport and Omar is waiting with a beautiful bouquet of flowers and it was a very sweet meeting. It was. It was really nice. I actually teared up a little bit. Did and then you? I'm like, Megan, this is a reality show. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but I thought it was, it felt very genuine. It felt very real, very sincere. And I actually gave Avery's mom a lot of credit. I loved the little pep talk her mom was giving her. Right. As they are walking to meet Omar. <sighs> Where's your confidence? Get it together. I'm nervous. I thought that was really cool. That was really nice. Nice to I will say Omar did it right. Omar shows up at the airport. He's got the flowers. He's arranged a car, a, a nice car to transport them to their hotel. Right. One thing I did pick up on was when he was talking about how he hopes he doesn't have any conflict with Avery's mom. With Avery's mom. He didn't say Avery's mom. He said with Terry. Yes. And that's very specific. And very formal. And very formal. And I don't know if I feel like, you know, a lot of times, like my mom, like none of my friends or anybody I know would ever call her by her name. Right. Like like if your wife said, oh, you know, Jay's mom and I didn't quite see right. eye to eye about, you know, where we're going to do his birthday this year or whatever. I don't think my wife's ever said my mom's name, ever. Referred to her by her first name. Right. And it, so in that, you're right. What that gave off was this almost odd sense of once Avery and I get married, she's not family, she's just Terry. Right. It was a, it was, that was a little strange. I caught that right away, so we'll see. Now, in the preview for next episode, episode four, Avery's mom has now looked up some of the rules and laws when it comes to Islamic marriage and one of the the laws says that if your wife basically steps out of turn that you are allowed to incite physical violence and that right. is that is that is perfectly okay and acceptable i'm hoping that his response is going to be no i would never hit her of course of course but they leave it you know i got very anxious in that moment because he doesn't answer when she brings it up when she says it says right here that you're allowed to hit your wife like how do you feel about it? you're not going to hit my daughter are you and avery came out very pre-conversion avery with well you ain't gonna hit me right you better not hit me right so i'm hoping like listen it's 2019 i'm hoping omar knows that it is not acceptable to hit your wife right i don't want to be disrespectful to what the religion and the belief is but that's one thing i am not on board with non-negotiable non-negotiable we need to update those rules and laws Uh, we didn't hear a lot from angela and michael last night that they're Uh, you know she hasn't left to go to nigeria yet it's the same problem that they're having over and over again What I can't figure out is that where we pick up with Angela in part two of episode three, she's upset because it's Michael's 31st birthday. He told her that they were going to wait and celebrate when she got to Nigeria. But apparently he did go out with his friends and then wouldn't answer his phone. And they keep coming back to this. You you have no respect for me, man. I can't trust you, Michael. Do you not constantly lie to me, Michael? And I guess I kind of... It made me wonder, does he actually lie as much as she makes him out to? So when I was watching, yeah, she, uh, I mean, he did out himself. Like, she played the voicemail where he's like, okay, yeah, I lied. I went out for the birthday. Sure. But I was also thinking, you know, as much as he said, I'm not going to go out for my birthday, I mean, it's kind of hard to not 
allow other people to celebrate your birthday for you. Like, right, you know, friends, family, whatever. People are going to be like, hey, well, we're not going to have a big party, but we're just going to take you out to dinner or something like that. I don't you, think that's what happened in Michael's case, though. I don't think that's what happened, but I'm just saying that she kind of made it seem like, oh, well, you know, you were supposed to wait for me. You were just supposed to sit at home in the dark right, in your room. For two weeks. And wait for me to get there. And I don't think that was very realistic. Yeah, so. me neither. And the goofballs had another appearance. That's my favorite. I'm on goofballs. I don't like them. To me, they're single guys, and they don't guide in a positive direction to being a husband and a wife. They guide them to, like, their their life, like, looking for girlfriends and stuff. So, I don't like them. Yeah, Michael's friends, Angela refers to as the goofballs because <laughs> they, they flash back to when she was on the show prior when she was in Nigeria and they were all sitting in like a cafe. And the friends are saying to her, you know, in African culture, men like to be in control and in charge and the head of the household. And, you know, you've got Angela over here smoking her cigarette, like... <laughs> got a palm all in her hand. That's like, right. No. Yeah. Like, no one's a boss of me. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, Angela, side note, Angela's daughter, Scotty, just sentenced to 20 years. Years. That's not the one who's going to tote the baby. No. Tote the eggs. That was Skyla. Scotty oh, okay. is the one that we saw on the previous season. Oh. Scotty's the one who's been brought up on all those like really horrible child molestation charges. Oh, my goodness. Reportedly, she'll spend two years in jail, and the rest of the 20-year sentence will be probationary. Oh, um, really? Which, again, though, I think is why, at the beginning of this season, we heard Angela say that she helps take care of her six grandkids. Okay, so also Scotty's uh, kids who we saw. Scotty's kids. Yeah. Seen on the Had playground. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's up next? Well, let's go to Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin and Akini. Benjamin is how old? 33. Akini's 25, 26, I think now. Benjamin lives in uh, Arizona and Akini lives in Kenya. Akini has never dated a white guy before. They met on an online dating site, which... I would bet money was ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> you think he met Akini on ChristianMingle.com? Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. Because he's he's talking about how he's like really involved in church and he, he, wants, to he wants to become a pastor. And yeah. one of the first things he brings up about Akini is that she's a Christian. That is so, true. So I don't know for a fact, but my intuition tells me that he was on ChristianMingle.com, <laughs> wasn't having any luck, expanded the borders of his search, came across Akini, and now he is preparing for his trip to Kenya to meet Akini and her family. She tells him that you only bring a guy home if it's someone that you're interested in marrying. And now all of a sudden, Benjamin realizes that he has to pay a bride price if he wants to marry her. An but old he has, school dowry. He has no idea how much it is. So here we are in part two of episode three and Benjamin is like going to the bank and they he has two thousand dollars one thousand of which he's using for his trip so once he gets there he will only have a thousand he also has a five-year-old son that he has to pay child support and says is his priority now I, we don't know yet how much the bride price is because he hasn't landed in Kenya yet what do you think the amount is I don't know but it just seems kind of weird that it's that they don't know what it is like are they waiting to see I think they know what it is I think they don't want to tell him I think she doesn't want to tell him because if it's too much she's afraid he won't come on the trip and something is telling me that her bride price is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like five thousand u.s dollars which he will not be able to afford he will not but he could work to it i mean he could what does he do he is there is there is there a know, payment which... plan on bride prices i don't can you put it on layaway i don't know is that an a option fund me maybe or uh something tells me that that the big issue between these two is going to be that he thinks he's going over there to meet her find out if they if they get along in person if they have any chemistry and she's expecting him to show up with some american dollars pay her bride price and bring her to the united states to live happily ever after 
Already, yeah. though, lots of trouble. Benjamin asking if he can write checks in Kenya. <laughs> like if he can take cashier's checks to Kenya. Oh, uh, traveler's checks. Traveler's checks. So hopefully next episode, hopefully in episode four, he will at least be en route to Kenya. <laughs> I think he'll probably be at the airport. <laughs> we'll get him to the airport maybe in episode four. Uh, Tim and Jennifer not on the show at all in no. episode three. But it looks like some fireworks are coming for episode four. Oh, you know. Tim is 38. He lives in Charlotte. North Carolina. Jennifer's 25. Uh, she lives in Columbia. Last night, as I was getting ready for episode three, the full two-hour episode, they were replaying episode two beforehand. Mm-hmm. And there was a bonus scene oh, where man. Tim takes his friend to like a kid's store in Charlotte to buy that giant teddy bear that he's going to take to Columbia for Jennifer's daughter. So they go to this kid's store. He shows up wearing these like red boots up to his knees and... He looks like a magician, like a wizard. He walks in with this, <laughs> like, like a wizard, with this weird pea coat on, and his, his hair all slicked back. So, so in that moment, I had to go find him on Instagram, and here is a little of Tim. Yo, what's up, ninety day fiance before the ninety day fans? So I see a lot of articles and columns on. What is Tim's big secret? And I say Tim because nobody calls me Timothy except for my grandmother. She's the only person that I really will take that from. I hate Timothy. So for all you haters, keep saying Timothy because, yeah, it does piss me off every time you do it. I told TLC to call me Tim, but I guess they forgot. So whenever they credited me, they put Timothy, and it's a long story. But anyway, I go by Tim, so don't let that confuse you. Uh, Some people call me Gringo because I own Gringo Guns. I'm a gun dealer. Gringo is also my YouTube name. But anyway, I want to hear your thoughts on what is my big secret? Am I transgender? Uh, I've been seeing that one. Uh, that's creative. Uh, what do you think it is? Uh, I'm very curious to know. Other than that, what are the ideas? Like, what a weirdo. <sighs> Tim is a character. Like, promoting his YouTube channel. And there's something about this guy. Tim's got something going on beneath the surface that we don't know about. He drives a Ferrari, but... But he lives in pretty modest looking accommodations, but then he dresses very flamboyant. But and then he he's... owns this gringo gun company. <laughs> yeah, there's just something here that's just, what is <laughs> a little, it? A little bit off. Something's a what little bit off. What is it? Uh, but hopefully again, yeah. I mean, listen, episode four, maybe we'll get Tim on his flight to Columbia. Uh, okay. Do you want to do Rebecca and Zied or Tom and Darcy? <sighs> Let's save Tom and Darcy for Yeah, last. I was going to say, let's go ahead to Rebecca and Zied. Okay, so Rebecca is now in Tunisia. Rebecca and Zied have had their meeting at the airport. Things have not exactly gone as expected uh, because Rebecca is in her 40s. She's from Georgia. Zied is 26. He shows up at the airport without a car, without a way to get them to the hotel. <laughs> Doesn't tell her that she's going to have to rent a car for the entire three weeks that she's there. That she needs to drive the car the entire three weeks while she's there as well because he can't actually drive yet but i give her a lot of credit because she steps up to the plate she she rents her car they get to the hotel awkwardness 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 now the entire internet seems to be in agreement that zied is creepy good morning good morning (laughs) i had a good time last night yes after uh, last night do you love me more yes really he is very creepy. Very creepy. So, of course, I go on his Instagram <laughs> oh, account. Boy. Do you want to guess what Zied does for a living? You know what? I've never even thought about that. Does okay. he have a job? They don't address it on the show. 
Oh boy, what would Zied? What would you guess of all the things that Zied could do? I mean, I kind of see him as like that bad guy in the movies who like dabbles in a little bit of human trafficking, but also can get you like stolen gold from people. Well, interesting that you say <laughs> oh, guy in a movie. <laughs> oh boy! Apparently, Zied is an aspiring actor. Oh. There is a picture of him on Instagram dressed up as an FBI agent. Hopefully that was a non-speaking part. Is it an American FBI agent or is he like the Tunisian version? No, it says FBI. (laughs) Like it looks like he's playing an American FBI agent. And then, of course, I go to Rebecca's Instagram account. Oh, boy, Rebecca. Rebecca has posted a video that TLC did not use, did not air as any part of last night's episode. Now, let me set the stage for you. Okay. This is her first night in Tunisia. She has landed. They have gone to dinner. They are now back in their hotel room at the Mm. end of the first day. So this is pre-Jiggy Jiggy. Pre-Jiggy Jiggy. So we're in the room now. Yes. And we had a wonderful dinner. And then <laughs> and then we come back to the room and there's so much food here for us. Yes, so much food. So nice. That's so beautiful. And now we are gonna watch a movie. Yes. And stuff. Yes. <laughs> Baby, are you happy? So much. You are so- happy with me? Yes, so much. You are my dream. How could TLC not use that? What? How could TLC not use <laughs> any of that in the show? Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like I feel like Zied has just ruined the word baby for me. <laughs> like every time he's like, Really? Yes. Love you so much. Yes. Oh, so much. And I was watching, I felt kind of bad. I'm like, well, you know, he doesn't probably have a great mastery of the English language, so he can only say a few phrases and stuff really well. I feel like Rebecca, at this point, she's already been married to a guy from Morocco. They speak Arabic. In Tunisia, the official language is Arabic. She needs to learn a little more Arabic to try to communicate with these guys. At least some some words and phrases, right? right? Something. basic. So we don't have to hear him creep out all the time over the, oh, so much, oh, so sexy, so much, I love you, so much, baby. Yeah, so what we did see last night Rebecca and Zied the next morning after the Jiggy Jiggy has occurred. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, and then the major red flag to me, it's when when they go to some sort of like a rooftop restaurant hookah bar and they're sitting there and they're having a discussion about Rebecca's ex again and Zied is talking about how he's only been in one relationship and he now hates his ex because he saw her talking to another man. Right, and it ended when she was talking to another man and I feel like she was trying to cheat on me and it's very bad and I hate her now. And he's she's like, oh, well, you hate her? He's like, oh, yeah, I hate her. And so it was very aggressive. He's yes. like, I want you to only be with very me. Very harsh, very brash, very blunt, and it felt very possessive. And Rebecca offered up the information, well, you know, I have an ex as well. And he got really defensive. I do not want to talk about your ex. Don't bring up your ex. I don't want to talk about your ex. I don't like when you bring up your ex. And so he very much said, I'm very jealous. I'm a very jealous man. And it doesn't look like things are going to go too smoothly going forward, especially when she reveals to him that, oh, by the way, I'm technically still still married. married. Yeah. Um, Last but not least. We have two, actually. Who's next? Well, because we still have Caesar and Maria. Oh, let's do Caesar and Maria then. Up next, Caesar and Maria. (laughs) 
So Caesar. So we're picking up in part two of episode three where Caesar is supposed to leave in 24 hours to fly to Mexico to meet Maria. Now, Caesar is 46. He lives in Jacksonville and uh, Maria's 28. She's from the Ukraine. He has sent her $2,000 to buy her ticket. Right. My question is, how far in advance did he send her that money? Was this like a week before? Was this like two weeks before? Because all of a sudden, it's the day before they're supposed to leave and she hasn't booked the ticket. And he's still acting like, oh, well, you like know, she, going. Has, she hasn't bought her ticket yet, but I mean, she has the money so she can do it anytime. Like, Caesar, you realize plane ticket prices tend to go up. So he is at work at Aloha Nails in the nail salon. What up, Cassie? And um, <laughs> <laughs> the girl who he's doing her nails is just kind of dumbfounded by all this. Like she's just, she's the closest one of the people that we've met in Caesar's life so far, who is like, yo, like you're leaving tomorrow and she hasn't booked her ticket yet. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Yeah, you should be. You should (laughs) be real nervous. Absolutely. Long story short, Maria does not buy her ticket. And all of a sudden she's saying that she needs to get her hair done and she needs to go get her makeup done. And all of a sudden it's her mom's birthday and she she can't come on this agreed upon date because of her mom's birthday. I mean, mom birthdays just pop up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like her mom's never had a birthday before so this is a new thing after five years of dating i didn't know that it was going to happen when we were supposed to go on this trip therefore i can't come so she tells caesar that they need to push the trip back two weeks now my understanding was that caesar had a non-refundable ticket he did he said it's non-refundable so i thought the same thing but then i realized well just because it's non-refundable he can transfer right you can still change it they probably charge you a change fee though most likely any airline of course. Would probably charge you a change fee, but he could still possibly, you know, maneuver it that way. And, you know, uh, the, the, the young lady whose nails he's doing suggests, well, you know what? She gave a date of the 15th or 16th. We don't know what month it was, but, but whenever they were supposed to go was obviously at the beginning of the month. And now Maria says we have to do it on the 15th or 16th. Which he does say was two weeks away. And I actually paused the video when he got her ticket and it says leaving December 12th or 13th returning December 18th. They're meeting in Cancun in so, December. So this was what? Eight months, eight, nine yep. months ago yep. now. Mm-hmm. So the woman whose nails that he's doing suggests that he buy her ticket. Buy her ticket for the days that she already said the 15th or 16th. So she has 16th. no excuse. She can't not come if you buy her the ticket. So Caesar goes home and says that he hasn't paid his rent. He hasn't paid his water bill, none of his utilities. His internet, which is a major way that he communicates with her. He uses his entire paycheck to book her a ticket (laughs) for December 15th or 16th so that they can meet in Cancun, Mexico. This is where I call BS. $1,600. You cannot buy someone else a ticket without knowing all of their personal information, their address. their I, I mean, like in U.S., you have to have a passport number. And I'm sure in the Ukraine, there's some sort of government issued ID number that you have to have before you. My, my family's going on a uh, trip very soon, and I did all the airline arrangements and stuff, but obviously I live with my wife and so my children. So you know her birthday. And even that and stuff, you... I had to ask questions like, hey, what's uh, 
Right. Was that in the right. third? And- so how was he, how did he know all of her personal information to be ordered to book her ticket for her? That part did not make any sense to me whatsoever. It did not make sense. And it was even comical when the lady whose nails he was doing said, well, you know, if she doesn't go this time, that should be a red flag. And right. I'm like, really? Like, oh, that should be That's the, red, the flag. red flag. That should be the red flag. <laughs> I see. I got you. Right. Not the fact that you've been planning this trip for months. You've already tried to meet her twice in the Ukraine over the past five years. Those trips have been called off you've sent her forty thousand dollars you just spent sent her two grand she just claimed there was a war that she couldn't get away from to come see you that she completely made up (laughs) she forgot about her mom's birthday the day before she's supposed to leave for a trip to see you and now she wants more money she wants to change the date of the trip like at what point i'm serious like do do caesar does caesar have family is there anyone anyone in his life that can do a full-blown intervention we tried but they wouldn't connect us Apparently not, because apparently he is going to get on the plane. He is going to go to Cancun, Mexico. And in the previews, he is convinced that she's showing up. He is convinced. And she, he also booked her a flight that's a 32-hour, like, from the time of departure to the time of arrival. <laughs> My favorite is where he goes, well, if she wants to see me, she's just going to have to. He's like, I think she's made it pretty clear she does not want to see you. 32 hours. I was like, okay. That is a long, that's like a long layover somewhere. It's probably multiple stops, multiple layovers. But. If also, fact, he might want to uh, sanitize his phone because I don't know if you noticed he's giving her a pretty deep foot massage and then also using his phone to like text oh, while they're at the. Yeah. touching her feet, then touching his phone. Oh my god! Terms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, oh, the boy. what do you even call this? The what do you call like this? Piece de resistance. The, yeah, uh, there it is. <laughs> the moment we have been waiting for. Darcy is forty-four. She's from Connecticut. Tom is thirty-nine. He lives in the UK. Tom. Um, by the way, one of the only people on the show so far who talks about having a job, a real career, a real job. You're absolutely right. Yes. He's one of the only people who are because I have no idea what uh, Michael does in Nigeria. No clue. Uh, obviously. Well, what's her name's an Instagram model? Jennifer. Jennifer is a student. Well, Tim tells his friends and family that she's a student, but she probably is also an Instagram model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Tom has a real job. He works for like a sporting athletic company. Yep. And the first time we see him, which is a tw- one of those 24 hour flashbacks because uh, she's about to pull up to the uh, restaurant or whatever. I was like, oh, everybody on the show uses filters and they kind of wait until the reveal to let you know because Tom doesn't quite look like... Oh, yeah. First of all, I think Tom got a hold of filter face Rebecca's <laughs> ring light and had been using that quite a bit leading up to this meeting. Now, where we left off at the end of part one of episode three, Darcy has been picked up at the airport by a cab. She spends 45 minutes in the bathroom getting ready. The cab driver is driving her to a restaurant to meet Tom for the first time. First of all, let's talk about how the cab driver is the real MVP here. <laughs> he really this is. poor guy had no idea, I'm sure, what he was getting himself into. At all. When he's he waiting just, outside the he, bathroom. He just gets a call one day and is like, hey, I need you to pick somebody up at the airport for me and bring her to this restaurant. And the cab company dispatches this poor guy out to pick up Darcy at the airport and has no idea what's about to happen. And Darcy tells him, hey, I just need to change real quick. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. She spends 45 minutes in the bathroom. (laughs) She comes out. They're in the car. They are on their way to the restaurant. And like you said, while she's on her way to the restaurant, she's getting emotional. She's talking about Tom, blah, blah, blah. Then we do the flashback to Tom meeting his assistant and his sister. You've been seeing someone for four years. I wouldn't say seeing. Are you boyfriend and girlfriend? I don't are know. You, are you? We're an friends? item. We're no. We're more than friends. I don't know. 
Is she your only friend? <laughs> Thomas loves beautiful women. He likes lots of women and he likes a challenge, but whilst he would give you the, all the bravado of wanting to be, you know, the bachelor. Do you think you'll be able to give up your Lothario bachelor lifestyle? Uh, are you going to actually wait with this one before you get down to business? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to wait. Tom's sister is the most woke person on this entire show. She really is. She seems to get exactly what's going on here and is basically calling Tom out for all of his kind of ridiculous behavior. And then we see Tom at the barber shop. Actually, I take that back. Tom's barber might be the most woke person on he this was. show. He was, yeah, he did. The barber is looking at pictures of Darcy and is like... Yeah, she's definitely American, isn't she? <laughs> Well, she looks uh, airbrushed to a, an inch of a life, really, but, you know. But the funny thing is, is that when you see her, in, you know, in reality, she looks pretty close to the pictures. Yeah, no, Darcy's not unattractive, but every picture she posts is heavily airbrushed. Yeah, it is. It's not like she's trying to make herself look like a completely different person. So Tom's barber, who is kind of getting him all ready for his lunch date, we assume it's lunchtime in right. the UK when Darcy lands, is, is looking at pictures of Darcy, and all of a sudden the topic of jesse comes up now this made me cringe because listen we have all looked at our significant other potentially significant others ex's instagram account i'm not saying it doesn't happen what i'm saying is <laughs> you don't show on television that you're looking you're stalking her ex's instagram page he pulls up a picture of jesse to show the barber on tv and it's like a half naked picture of jesse who's just gotten out of the shower and is holding just a towel over his bottom half much like a magician like tim just holding a towel no shirt, still kind of glistening a little bit. And he's showing the barber like, oh, this is my competition. This is what she's used to. Now, this is the first time where I know we've talked about this before, that Tom comes across as this like super cocky, arrogant, self-confident, self-assured yes. guy. Mm -hmm. I call BS. After watching Tom last night, he reads extremely insecure, insecure. to me. Extremely. Extremely. Well, he said, I sent her some pictures from the 90s when I had a six pack and he has a whole selfie pose, which Yes, where he's talking about left side of his face, holding the phone up, 45 degree angle, kind of giving it a slight little pout, smirk type look, smirk, boom, works great every time. So Tom, who up until this point has really seemed like this James Bond type character, read to me the exact opposite last night. Yeah, he did. Extremely insecure. In fact, when they first meet at the restaurant, he's, he's like, well I, don't, I, well, I don't know if she likes me, if she's uh, if she's OK with how I look. He was very giggly. Very sweaty he's, i don't know if you very, noticed like yes. all the sweat on the upper lip he was nervous <laughs> um, he definitely did not present himself the way i thought he would now darcy shows up at the restaurant and my big question where are her 27 suitcases where is her luggage? Are they still in the cab? Is this poor cab driver just waiting? You are absolutely correct. Oh, my gosh. Left the meter running. Would you like to guess how much that cab ride cost 
Tom. I can't even imagine. So let's see. So the cab driver probably got there probably about 15 to 20 minutes early. Before her flight. Before, before her flight. Her up. We know he waited 45 minutes for her in the bathroom. Correct. So it's an hour. Probably another 10 minutes, 15 minutes to get back to parking. Who knows how long the trip was, but uh, London traffic is notoriously bad. Horrible. So. And Heathrow is not close to downtown London. Right. So Heathrow is what? If I'm not mistaken, it's like southwest mm-hmm. of downtown London. So let's be generous and say another third. So we, we've racked up at least two hours of the meeting or maybe two and a half hours mm-hmm. plus however long dinner took. Which lunch, whatever meal they were having. I'm say about hour. So I'm going to say it's about a four hour meter at, I don't know what the, the rate would be for a time on a meter. I'm going to say it was about $230. So Tom left an Instagram comment and and basically it was one of these like TLC 90 Day Fiance fan accounts doing a little montage of Darcy landing and getting ready. Tom commented, wow, great to see you making so much effort for me. I almost don't mind the $500 cab ride bill now. $500. My guess is that her ticket from New York to London wasn't $500. Right. Oh my gosh. What? Why wouldn't he just pick her up? Why didn't he just pick her up? <laughs> pick her up. Why didn't he just go get her at the airport? Oh my goodness. So yeah. So I guess the guy just waited outside while she went in and they had this meal. Now we don't know what happens afterwards yet because where we leave off, they're still sitting in the restaurant, but already things not off to the start that I think Darcy was hoping for. Well, first of all, you did mention that uh, Tom was very interested in how Darcy felt about him physically because he mentioned, Un- yeah, because he knows right. that he makes himself look a lot better in pictures, but also Again, another sign that he is way more insecure. And I noticed right off the top when she got there, he's like, oh, my gosh, you're even more beautiful than your pictures. You look so good. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And not once did she comment like, oh, you too. You're so you're handsome. So, you're so blah, handsome. Blah, she blah. never said that until he came back to the table and said, hey. And asked her, <laughs> are you, you happy with me? Are you happy with and what she kind of paused and you can tell the wheels turning like, ooh. Okay. I have to say yes. Oh, yeah. Better. In her mind, you know she's like, I have to say yes. <laughs> right. I also think, though, that Darcy, what she just wants is someone to dote all over her. Right. She doesn't necessarily want to have to give the comments back. So that's another thing that's going to be an issue for them is that she's constantly going to want validation from Tom, but because he's also insecure, he's going to win. He's not well. going to get any validation back when he even says like he's used to being able to like sleep with all these models and stuff. Like what? Because he has a good job. Is that why? Because the Tom that I saw last night is not the Tom that I thought we were going to meet. I'm sure that's not the Tom Darcy thought she was going to meet either. She wants 1993 Tom with the six pack. Right. And so here they are at the restaurant having their first lunch and he informs her that he has gotten her an Airbnb, that she's not going to be staying with him at his place, which apparently is news to Darcy. Yeah, I kind of How is that not something they discussed prior? It has to be something discussed prior. She was really upset about it, which I mean, I guess I can understand, but I also see he was trying to be respectful, which I think Well, but he also said, I'm not bringing her home. I'm not bringing her to my house. (laughs) So it was equal parts like, I'm going to be a gentleman and get her her own place. And also, if this bitch is crazy, she's not staying at my house for three weeks. Which should be commended. I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, very smart, Tom. Well played. Well played. But she definitely seemed taken aback. Like, she thought she was going to be staying at his house the whole time. She was 
devastated. Like the look on her face was kind of like, oh, well. But he also said that um, I got us an Airbnb. He said, if you invite me to your room, then. So maybe he is going to stay in the Airbnb with, with her. her. He made it sound like he's going to be staying at his place. She's going to have her own place. If they go out and it leads to that, you know. Right. So we'll, we'll, the sleeping arrangements, the accommodations, that's what I'm hoping to see in episode four is, first of all, is he going to stay with her at the Airbnb? And again, you know, if Tom's the type of guy who has a career, she's there for three weeks. He can't take three weeks off of work. Absolutely. He's so gonna he's going to have to go to work and she's going to be left by herself for some of the time. Which might be nice if you're at Airbnb. It's like, you know, like in a probably a nice apartment or a house yeah. where, you know, you can kind of wander around, go to the kitchen, do what you need to do. If you're in a hotel, you know, it's a little sterile, it's a little not much to do. And I mean, I don't know, Darcy just feels like she's the type of person who might appreciate having her own, like he said, private bathroom, private room, so she can kind of get made up the way she likes to. They don't have to share a bathroom. They don't have to share a bunch of stuff. Because that, that, to me, that's a level of comfort with someone that comes later. Like, like... You don't want to be sleeping in a hotel room with someone. There's one bathroom and like paper thin walls. Sometimes when you travel, you get upset stomach. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> having some privacy is nice. Right. So, but she seems very disappointed by it. Yeah, she seems really heartbroken. Like uh, this is a sign. She's very insecure. She sees it as a sign of him not really liking her, which I don't think is necessarily well, the not case. not him not liking her, but she just thought they were way further along. Yes, that's she true. just thought that they were like already in a relationship with each other, which is exactly what his sister said yep like you said she was woke so yeah so tom at least tom is very open and honest about the fact that he's at a point in his life where he's potentially looking for something serious he doesn't know if darcy is going to be that person yet or not but he is open to the idea of exploring what a real relationship is all about doesn't sound like he has any experience with real relationships that he somehow some way is able to sleep with young (laughs) (laughs) and unfortunately already at the point where she knows she wants to be in a committed, stable, long-term relationship. And she's just she, plug and play. She's just ready to she's find like, someone, get them in there, and let's do, do this. this. I need to do it before my sister. Yep. All right, so uh, episode four of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days will air Sunday night on TLC. Uh, don't forget that you can find the Reality Bites podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Please subscribe, rate, share. All of it. All of it. All of it.